Yes, welcome to the first. <laughs> Sound like I'm on Radio Four. <laughs> welcome to the first. hello, <laughs> hello, hello. There. and welcome to the first instalment of Ben and Benji do the <laughs> The first and Today. the last. <laughs> um, it might not even be the first the way it's been going so far. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yes, we're live to your uh, headphones uh, for for our podcast, where we take fifteen minutes to dissect the week's news. Uh, or some of the week's news. I'm Benji, a uh, showbiz journalist, uh, come comic. I just like saying that. Because <laughs> uh, it, it sounds a little rude. Uh, and who are you? Oh, are you talking to me? I am talking okay. to you. <laughs> oh, hi. Um, I'm Ben, <laughs> and I'm a freelance journalist come... Right or <laughs> <laughs> so the format is we're going to do like a joint story. The I guess the biggest story, um, and then we're going to do a maybe slightly quirky story each. And um, yeah, should shouldn't take too long. Yep. Yeah, that sounds about the gist of it. So yeah, I mean, in terms of like the big news this week, that's been quite entertaining. I think it's got to be Boris and his sort of makeover of Downing Street. What, what's your take on it? I bloody love this story because uh, anything that doesn't involve politics around a prime minister, I'm yes. sort of always quite interested by. And I mean, he spent 200 grand, potentially up to 200 grand, oh. uh, do, doing up his uh, living room. And I sort of kind of imagine Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen sort of flouncing around with different wallpapers. Uh, quite like that picture. Well, I mean, there was, um, I think Sarah Vine said, like, the PM can't be expected to live in a skip, which I felt was sort of like slightly misguided sympathy. And it's also quite a leap, isn't there, between like gold wallpaper and a skip? Because I mean, I, I don't even know if oh, this hang is still on. on. This what is she like... really meant was the Prime Minister can't be expected to live in a gold skip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it has to be a house with gold um i mean if you think back to the days of like 60 minute makeover surely you know some cupboard paint some laminate flooring um a feature wall would have done the job you know so the sort of sympathy that's come out for boris in terms of like you know oh, i can't live in a skip i think has been a little bit misguided it doesn't really help i don't know make it relatable for for the normal person it's like well yeah to be fair <laughs> what i quite liked was because um, he was related he was relatable to the normal person before it was like four oh, kids totally. by three wives <laughs> you know he, he was doing a good job <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so he's lost that that common touch with this there was a thing in the there was a line in the evening standard that that tickled me so they wrote that johnson has a alienated a significant portion of the population in rejecting what he called Theresa May's John Lewis nightmare. Now, I just love that sentence because I think Theresa May's John Lewis nightmare sounds like the most incredible Victorian funfair sideshow. Roll up, roll up, see the floral sofa, gasp in horror at the striped wallpaper, shudder at the pastel carpets. <laughs> Oh dear, that is, it, I mean, that's Theresa May all over, a, a John Lewis nightmare, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, they were quite like peed off about it, wasn't it? It's like, in terms of PR, it's like, oh, right, okay were a nightmare <laughs> yeah and also <laughs> if you look back to the week before where like the whole colin the caterpillar cake um like mm. ms were able to jump on well like aldi and all the other brands were able to jump onto it and make the best out of it like from a from a pr kind of hoo-ha all john lewis could do was like um 
I don't know if you saw this, but they just like briefly stopped one of their trucks um, outside Downing Street and then like had to move on. <laughs> yeah, it's slightly timid as well, isn't it? You feel like the PR was crouching down in the footwell in the passenger seat going, OK, OK, break. No, not for that long. Go, 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 go. They've got the picture. <laughs> Yeah, like they should have delivered a sofa or something like that with his initials on it. But all they yeah. did was like stop one of their trucks briefly outside and then probably get moved on like after 20 seconds. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it was it was a it was a nice try from them. The, the other thing just quickly that I liked about this yeah. was the reason the Ferrari sort of was so big over this was um, the. Um, they get the public grant of 30,000, but there's speculation that the bill came to 200 grand. And there's some suggestion that it was paid for by secret donors who might be expecting favours. And what I wanted to say to you, Ben, is that if you do buy me a doormat for my new flat, don't be expecting anything back. <laughs> okay, that's getting returned. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking that right back to John Lewis tomorrow. There was um, there was another story which seems to be unrelated to this. Um, I don't know if you saw it. The Royal Mint have announced that it's launching its largest ever coin, which is 20 <laughs> centimetres in diameter with a face value of £10,000. Now, seemingly unrelated, but I think it's just a matter of time before Carrie Simmons catches wind of that and goes, oh, Bozzy Bear, I found some absolutely fabo placemats. They even match the wallpaper. <laughs> See, I think um, coins have been out of touch for a long time because checks have been doing it large for years, haven't they? You know, like the big check. Yeah, the big novelty check. So now <laughs> you can just have the, the huge coin. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine it's like the equivalent of like turning up to pay for something with one piece and two piece. You know how like, yeah. you know how like. In a wheelbarrow. <laughs> Cashiers <laughs> like roll their eyes. This will be like a hundred <laughs> times worse. How will you be paying for that? Oh, hang on a second. Oh, open the loading bay. <laughs> yeah, as you roll a two pound coin into the corner shop, oh, dear. Or, or trying to flip that at a sports match. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's all tails. Oh, do you know what, mate? Forget about it. <laughs> you go first, it's fine. I'm not lifting that up. <laughs> oh, dear. Right, was that that wasn't your extra story, or was it? Or that was that was something for a that was point. just, yeah, I just keep an eye on that because I think they're going to be placemats, basically. So I think the uh, there was a few great kind of crime stories out this week. Um, but one that just spoke to me was uh, a man who raided a McDonald's brandishing a fake gun and demanding nuggets has been jailed after fleeing with a McMuffin <laughs> and cash from the till. It's one of those intros where you can just feel <laughs> how many details are packed into that because it's just a story that just keeps on giving. It's like they've supersized this. So basically this guy went into a it wasn't in the uk was it i bet you it, it was was in the it, UK. Was it? it was in the uk yeah oh, yeah see. i know what you mean that's got that's got one of those like kpa7 <laughs> stories all over it. you know like some radio station down in like arkansas or something but no this happened i think and i just want to check before i say it yeah bristol crown court so it happened because that reeks it? to me of a piece just to jump in that reeks to me of a piece where they go uh kfc now deliver uh in Japan, you know, and it's buried, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right at the bottom. Yeah, this was actually a dream that we had. Um, <laughs> Go on. Yeah, so, so he went into a branch of uh, McDonald's in Yate, which I'm guessing is an area near Bristol or in mm -hmm. Bristol. Um, 
demanding cash and chicken nuggets. So I kind of get the the idea of it because it's like, yeah, I'm going to rob a place, but I need to eat first. Um, Or I'm going to have to get something after, but then I'm going to be on the run. Hang on a minute. Where am I robbing? McDonald's. Right. Sorted. Right. So he goes in there and it's at this point, I can kind of really relate to the frustration. Right. So imagine you've gone in, you've demanded cash and your nuggets, 20, don't mess about. Um, the brave person, the brave person behind the counter, told him that, that they were only serving breakfast, <laughs> which fills me with rage at the best of time oh my after God. like a night out when that it's story, Sunday morning. That story is so relatable, right? Yeah. <laughs> because do you know what? In that scenario, I'd probably go, "Do you know what? Fuck off! I'm going to Greg's." <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Forget it then. It's okay. Keep the 50. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the thing is, though, it gave me a little bit of peace of mind because when they say that, you know, when they say they're not serving, they're oh, only God, serving the breakfast menu. I always feel like. As well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I always feel like, no, you're not. You've got nuggets back there. Where are you hiding those delicious, crispy bad boys? But it turns out that, I mean, if a guy's got a, like a gun in his hand and he's, he's being told you've got to have a breakfast. Um, yeah, probably haven't got the nuggets. Um, so, yeah, he was told they were only <laughs> serving breakfast. So he, he chose, I like the idea that there was a second of going, oh, well, oh hang on a second then. Uh, da, 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 yeah, I'll have a double sausage McMuffin, please. <laughs> so anyway, I, I sort of thought, you know, this is probably someone who's quite desperate. They've gone in, they've done this, they're hungry. Um, but it turns out the guy had previous. So the night before, he raided the nearby Miss Millie's restaurant, taking two hundred pounds and fried chicken um what strikes me from that is how much cash miss millie's had on site because it doesn't sort of strike me as a place that would have a lot of takings yeah i know but you think chicken shop it says the night before so i reckon he's hit this like peak the pub's sort of chucking out well they're already people are already drinking outside so just closing my take on this is that um the the mcdonald's part was actually a a a social experiment to see if when held a gun to their head would mcdonald's um serve the daytime menu even if it was breakfast hours yeah uh, yeah (laughs) it it could quite possibly be and sort of I'm I'm sort of relieved to know that yeah it's uh, <laughs> they won't do it it's, it's legit they will not do it it doesn't matter how much you try and guilt trip them or whatever but I mean god imagine if it was like 10 minutes I would love to know what he would have done if it was 10 minutes till it switched over to the daytime menu and he sort of burst in and gone right give me the money and I want 20 no 40 McNuggets I'm not paying sorry sir uh, we're just doing breakfast at the moment oh shit right uh, how long is it uh, it was 10 minutes Okay, forget that. I'm going to go over to the chicken shop and I'll be back. <laughs> or, or, or the worst, worse than that is, um, because that's never the predicament we're in usually, is it? It's when we ask for a McMuffin, but it's 10 minutes after they've stopped serving. That's true. I, to be honest, I've had it both ways. Really? Nothing, nothing soaks up a hangover better than a McDonald's cheeseburger in my experience. So sometimes the breakfast just, they won't cut it. Wow. See, I, I, I'd like to um, I'd like to know from our listener um, which, which predicament they faced more more often, because I think I think that question, it, you know, it w- would be interesting to know. 
Um, shall I go on to my story? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, 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 I, I mean, I, I think I've found my my hero of of the year, really. Um, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> we love lottery winners, um, and basically, mm-hmm. uh, the headline: National Rottery. <laughs> Um, right. Raisin Gillian Bayford claimed nearly £40,000 in furlough cash despite winning £148 million on the lottery. I mean, Brazen is possibly an understatement for, for Gillian Bayford, but this story goes on. Uh, it's just my favourite story. Gillian, who drives £150,000 Bentley, because of course you've always got to get that detail in high up, you know. Yeah, um, definitely took a handout for her 17 million pound property business okay and mm-hmm. and the third line um should really uh win a press award this year um she said i'm not paying it back <laughs> um, case closed <laughs> case closed <laughs> but um i read some more of the story um and there's this golden par um which if you're not in journalism it's paragraph really golden par where she says she admitted getting £7,200 to fund a part-time work at her A&G Properties Scotland business, which has £17 million worth of homes. But she refused to say who they were, blasting, that's nothing to do with you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was just having a quick look at the story there. And you can, I think you can sort of feel this interview. You know, if you've, if you've been in the situation where you've interviewed people who've worked as a reporter or whatever, there's just the way the quotes are written. You can just hear this interaction on the phone. And I think that part really sums it up, doesn't it? Where uh, you just ask that question and say, you know, who are them? Yeah, that's got nothing to do with you. And you're like, okay. You know, when you've still got to operate in the confines of like, this is actually just a polite conversation between two people. It's just incredible. <laughs> I think what links Gillian and our McDonald's thief is audacity, right? Yeah. <laughs> because, well, uh, but the mum of three insists she had every right to, to claim the furlough. She said, I'm not paying it back. Obviously, everyone's entitled to furlough and everyone's claimed it. Um, and I sort of love her for it because you've got celebrities like Victoria Beckham flip-flopping going, oh, I'm going to claim it. And then backlash, she sort of says, oh, no, I'm not going to claim it now. But Gillian Bayford's like, do you know what? Fuck you lot. Like, I'm entitled to this furlough. I'm going to take it. And if you dare question me, um, then I'm going to say it's got nothing to do with you. I think she's got the same attitude to furlough as she has to the lottery and that she's got to be in it to win it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but but that, that line, I'm not paying it back. It just really reminded me of that Alan Partridge thing where <laughs> she's sort of like, you're on the phone doing the interview with her and she's gone, ask me, ask me, ask me one more question and see what I do. It's like, right. Do you um, intend to pay? I'm not paying it back. 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 <laughs> I think um, I think we have to have a wall of shame for this podcast, right? And like we have to stick Gillian and her quote on there. Yeah, definitely. Like a quote wall of shame. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, she also. So I'm just looking through the article, and um, that she looks like about 20 years younger than she did when she won the lottery. But um, right. it's all good. Um, there's she a bought ca- a time machine. <laughs> yeah, and she's not giving it back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving it back to the future. <laughs> so I like I like this. There's a caption under a picture of her pushing a buggy, which incidentally she's also not giving back to the mother she stole it off. Um, 
um, she said the million that says the millionaire even whinged about her win. She said, you've been fortunate enough to win the lucky ticket, but you have to help this person, this person, this person, this person. <laughs> Do you think at that point she actually had people tied up in a room and she was pointing at them? <laughs> <laughs> I just um God, should we try and get Gillian Bayford on the podcast? Oh god, yes. What do you think she'd say? We should um she she'd probably just think, do, what do you want money or something? Because you're not getting any. <laughs> <laughs> and she'd ask for us to cover cover her expenses or something. I've already had Boris on the phone this week asking me for wallpaper money. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that'd be brilliant if um if Gillian had got the McDonald's thief to rob some wallpaper for Boris. This is how all these people all, are linked. <laughs> it's all coming together. This is just some mad born identity stuff going on. Oh dear. So um I think that's our I think that basically is our 15 minute news review, mate. I think that's our inaugural podcast done. Fantastic. Well, we're available uh, on all uh, mediocre podcasting platforms. And if you want to sponsor us, well, don't. Because <laughs> you're not, because we're not paying it back. <laughs> we only take huge coins and McNuggets anyway, so. Yeah. Oh, good. All right, mate. Well, I feel that thing that was all right, yeah? I'm going to um, yeah. hit stop on the recording and it will be right. lodged in time.